Kyle Reed. I'm here with Chad Bale. Uh, and this is episode four of NEPA Inspired. Today we're here to welcome Dave Rosengrant of NEPA Sports Extra. Uh, how are you, Dave? Good, how are you? I'm wonderful, I'm wonderful, thank you. So uh, today we're here to talk about kind of what you do and you have your own podcast, so this kind of works well with us in this situation here. Um, how did you get started uh, into kind of the sports mode or sports extras? So... I, I used to work in sports at a local newspaper. I worked there for about 15, almost two decades. I worked at the paper, and in March of 2020, when everything went, went when everything went haywire, that was the last that I worked there. And uh, I wanted to be active in the sports community. So once wrestling came around, that's kind of when everything kind of got relaxed a little more. And at that point, I wanted to get involved in it again and figured, you know what, what better way to do it than start a little podcast or media outlet of my own and get involved in it and keep it going that way. Absolutely. So when you first got started, uh, were there like specific sports you personally like enjoyed to highlight or were you just kind of any sport or any athlete kind of kind of guy? I know I personally... Don't know much about softball myself or lacrosse or things of that sort, but I know a lot about karate or football, <laughs> things of that. So there's certain sports you kind of kind of specifically like to highlight when you first got started before you opened up to everything else? Um, well, when I was in high school, I played football. I wrestled. Uh, I'm a huge baseball fan. I played Little League. I've, I participated in track and field in high school. I've done a bunch of sports, so that's kind of how my – Love for sports grew, and when I first started at the paper, I was thrown into the fire doing a bunch of other things. Like I was covering volleyball and softball and swimming and soccer, and I got to learn all about them because they just tell you, go do this, and you're looking online just trying to figure out what, what it, What's what a penalty? What, right. What's allowed? What, like, I don't know what's going on right, here like, right what now. The, what the heck is a corner kick in soccer? You know? <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. There's... Uh, like I said, there's some sports that I know, I know, I can tell you the details about. There's other sports, like I went to uh, visit one of our students who had a lacrosse game, and I turned to his mom and I was like, I have no idea what's going on besides the ball has to go in the net. I don't know <laughs> the, the things of that sort. So that's at least good. It gave you kind of that learning experience of other sports. So uh, if there's any other sports like you wanted to get interested in, or I mean, you have children, so that at least you have an idea if they want to do them too. It kind of helps you out there. Right, exactly. And like my daughters started playing softball. And I don't know a whole lot about softball, even though I've covered it a little bit, but I, I know all about baseball. So, but softball and baseball are two totally different sports. Even though they look alike, their rules are totally different. And it's like, okay, I think I know what to do here, but I don't want to tell you the wrong stuff. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I'll try to show her some things, and then I'm like, well, I don't want to tell you the wrong thing and have you do what I'm telling you to do, and then your coach goes and fixes it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're shooting yourself in the foot there. Kind right, of thing. right. Especially turning a softball player into a baseball player right. accidentally, <laughs> not intentionally. Mm -hmm. So now with moving forward kind of with your, your media outlet and your uh, podcast, uh, have you kind of expanded off of just regular sports? Um, not, I shouldn't say just regular sports, but like high school sports, um, things of that sort, because I know we have a lot of uh, businesses in the area, a lot of, um, I don't want to say nonprofit, but nonprofit sports that are kind of opening up in the area. 
Have you kind of jumped into that that world a little bit? I have, yeah. And that was one of the things that I really wanted to do with the podcast in addition to, you know, high school sports, even, even youth sports. I wanted to get some the word about youth sports. Um, so obviously in the last year, a lot of businesses have taken a big hit, even sports businesses. And the youth kids have been out, they've, for whatever reason, whether they, they didn't want to play or – you know, their parents didn't want them to play. So throw that into the mix, and then the sports businesses are just getting totally deflated. So what I wanted to do in addition to the high school coverage or things like that was highlight some of these small businesses, these sports businesses, sports-related businesses, because the kids need to get out. The businesses need their help. It, it's kind of a combination of everything. I mean... The kids need to be active, and that's the big thing. Absolutely. I mean, just getting them out doing something, that social aspect and that physical activity from what they were, I don't want to say deprived of, but for almost a year where they were stuck in their house, no being able to see really their friends unless their parents kind of allowed them. So that social activity is probably the most important part, I think, uh, with them. Right, exactly. And it, it takes a toll on them mentally, you know, for, for you know almost a whole year my kids were out of school and they went back for like maybe a month in September. And then they were, they were out again from October until March. So for almost a whole year, they were out. And it, you know, as a parent, I was thinking like, well, there's no sports around right now for them. But as I turned, as I learned, there were some things that were going on, but even like last year around this time, they lost little league, they lost soccer last year. And then even in the fall, they lost, about spring soccer, fall soccer. And so that was another big hit. But they, they need that, that social interaction, not just for physical, but for mentally. Yeah, 100% on that one. Um, especially, like, uh, people don't realize these, these Little League teams or they don't make uh, they don't make a ton of money or, or any money, I should say. I mean, most of the sign-up cost is for your uniform or your gear and things of that just to get – the kids out there. So, I mean, they took a hit that way by not having that support. I mean, I'm sure they had the gear sitting there or ordered and then crushed and hammered by COVID. Now they have all this stuff just sitting there waiting to be used. Right. Yeah. And, and now they're probably not even using it because as my daughter is playing softball and my son is playing soccer, a lot of the stuff you have to get yourself. You have to bring your own ball to soccer. You have to bring your own bat to to softball, you're obviously your own glove and helmet and things like that. But the leagues used to, they used to supply them. They used to supply the helmets and the bats. They have like one or two now, but, but for the most part, everybody's expected to have their own bat, their own helmets, their yeah, own just, soccer balls. Just for like that safety aspect of it with everything right. going on, which definitely doesn't even make it, it doesn't make it easier on them. I mean, as a parent, I'm sure, I don't know much about like how much bats cost, but I'm sure bats aren't cheap. I'm sure helmets aren't, aren't cheap, so that normal thirty to forty-five dollars sign-up fee is now a hundred or a hundred and fifty dollars because you got to get bat, glove, hat. It, that takes a toll on them. So as a parent, after you maybe were out of work for a year, like oh man, now it's a hundred and fifty dollars instead of forty-five dollars. Definitely plays into their part too and doesn't help them. Right, exactly. You know, me personally, like I would get that stuff for my kids anyway. Absolutely. You know, they're more comfortable wearing their own stuff instead of, you know, sifting through a bag trying to find a helmet or a bat that fits them. 
but yeah, I mean, there's some families who can't afford that. And now they're looking like, well, I hope the league will give this to me. I, I hope I can use that and, you know, make sure they're following the protocols and everything. So it's kind of a tricky situation I get yeah. at times, but, you know, do what you got to do. I, absolutely. Sacrifice, sacrifice, suffer, and succeed is kind of like my, my three S's in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, even, you're, but even you having the karate studio and doing Zoom classes, like how did that affect – obviously it affected the kids because they weren't able to come here and get – in-person instruction but did you see an effect on the kids once they came back like people who might have been progressing are they coming back like i know my kid just being home virtual school i can almost tell you probably did not learn anything because he needs to be away from us to do anything so i I will tell you i actually had this conversation with both of my instructors when we did belt testing when that right when we came back after virtual and we were allowed to do belt testing the technical ability was actually better it, it was it was crazy because I didn't expect that. I expected yeah. worse. I mean, we were teaching from a camera. Like, we couldn't correct. We couldn't have hands-on. I couldn't move things. And their learning aspect was kind of better. It was kind of a benefit to them. It, not in the long run, but it was really strange on how kind of they progressed in that situation. I guess they kind of – I guess it kind of goes by your leadership roles. And this is not me patting myself on the back. My instructors and my other team members did a great job. But it's – if you let it knock you down and you let it de- define you, it's going to define the people around you or the, the people that kind of look up to you. So if they see it bothering you or you getting frustrated, they're going to follow kind of suit. And if I at no point, I mean, did it suck teaching in the bedroom for six months? Yeah, I, I wanted to slam my head off the wall. But, I mean, I didn't let it because I at least still got to see my students. I still got to like hang out with them, hear about what they were doing, whatever it may be. So it kind of was – just the way to adapt in that one. You bring up a good point about that when, when you say, you know, the kids see how, you know, the instructors are acting or even their parents, things like that. Did you Have you noticed any kids, you know, maybe acting different, not because of how you are instructing, but, you know, maybe there's something going on at home or things like that? Absolutely. Uh, we, we take, we, I can always tell when they're if one if a child like got grounded that they are got in trouble. I can always tell when they come into class they're already in that type of like beat down mood and like I usually like say to them like I'll try to make them smile when they come in because what happened sometimes what happened outside this building is no no control on me. I didn't or affecting them and what they did with me. So I don't let it. This is their safe zone. This is their. Freedom. Leave everything at the door. When you walk back out the door, you pick up your bags and you handle whatever you have to handle there. But here is your places to train, have fun, and kind of enjoy it. But kind of like with the pandemic, you definitely see a dip, different uh, kind of environment with like with the I don't want to say what parents brought up, but sometimes telling the younger children too much. Like so, there's some things as as a child, yes, they should know, but there's other things they're kids. They don't need to be worrying about all of it. Like. And, and I think that's more of what affected them, more affected than anything else, is kind of what mom and dad made them worry about than the, what they kind of need to worry about. That's just kind of how I saw it. But, uh, yeah, I don't try to let them, their outside world affect them as much as they can inside here because we all have bad days out there. We all have days where we've been kicked and beaten down. And when you walk through this door, everything stays at that door. Forget it and, and keep moving forward. That's kind of our logic here. I've noticed personally, like being stuck inside, my kids, they're, 
and now that they're back in school for a little more than a month, I mean, it's it's a total issue. It's an enormous difference. And back to the whole social interaction thing, I mean, that, I can tell that they needed it. Like, it, 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 I don't even want to put on any examples because I don't want to embarrass anyone. But I mean, it's just <laughs> an enormous difference. And it, I'm, I'm so grateful for it. And my daughter's been playing soccer and softball. And my son is here taking karate. And he's playing soccer now. And, and they're their minds and their mentalness and their, it's totally through the roof now. It's great. They're back to being kids. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, and that's what they need. And, and 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 that's part of, you know, my whole podcast is getting the kids back to normal, telling them, you know, making them do this, telling them what to do with this, get back out there, you know, because it makes everyone so much happier. Mm-hmm. The other good thing too is, um, and I, I absolutely love this, is just... My son wakes up, he's six years old, he wakes up at 6.30 every day on the dot, and he is zero to 100 immediately, and he can carry that energy right till 8.30 at night. But now that he's in school, and then he comes and does karate two nights a week, and then he has baseball two nights a week, he he's so much, I don't want to say easier to handle, but he's so much more relaxed once it, comes time, energy. once it comes time for bedtime. Like, that's that's the true value of young kids getting it obviously there's more values than that but one of the values is they just get this you know this sort of exhaustion sense that they can kind of burn off all of that energy that they had throughout the day and when it comes time for you know bedtime at night they can just kind of chill out and relax and that's like something that was driving us nuts during the pandemic as as a parent yeah being able to burn off that energy yeah having them hanging around the house the entire day yeah and they had the, the pandemic was you know they were homeschooling and virtual school for an hour a day during the winter. So he was just in the house and it was constant fighting with us, fighting with his sister, you know, and now that he's back in school and then doing the sports, like, you know, obviously he's learning things and he's getting different abilities and growing as an athlete, but it's helping him actually like get to bed at night and relax mm-hmm. and calm down. And that, that energy burn is a great thing. Way over, it's definitely overlooked when people talk yeah. about kids doing sports. There's only so much, so many times you can tell them get outside and play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and then they're just gonna be like, oh, okay. Like we bought a trampoline for our kids, and we, you know, maybe like back in May or June of last year, there, there apparently there was a run on trampolines. It took us forever to get it. Yeah, <laughs> everyone has the same everyone, idea. Everyone looking for something for something the job, to do. You know? yeah. but. But even, you know, you tell them, go out and play, and then after a while, they're like, oh, okay. I'll yeah. sit play my video game instead. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then they go back in their rooms, and it's on the tablet or the phone or you know, other video games, and and throw virtual school on top of that. It's like, ugh. Just staring at a monitor the entire day. Yeah. yeah. I was saying it definitely just takes a toll on a parent. Like you feel like you're. I don't have any children myself. I, I tell people I have the best type of children. I take <laughs> them for a little bit and then I send them back when I'm done with them yeah. for the day. But it definitely takes a toll as a parent. Like that exhaustion of that constant repeating, that constant trying to find something them for them to do. It's not like when we were kids. Like be home by when the streetlights were on. Get out, you'd ride your bike to your friend's house. From there, you'd ride your bike to the park. From there, you'd ride ride to another friend's house and eat it. Go, go eat lunch there or get an ice cream at the truck that came by. And then, oh, it's starting to get dark. Start moseying your way on back to the house before the streetlights yeah, came yeah. on kind of thing. That doesn't happen no more. Plus, it's not, I don't think, safe enough for them to do right. it anymore at that time. So, like, the, the structure of other sports being in that safe environment where you know 
that they're okay and you can still be there but not be there give them their kind of their space their i think that's another thing that's overlooked is their independence yeah. um, uh, even though there's team sports they're still independent when you go up to bat it's you and a pitcher like yeah. how you swing the bat uh, you strike out or hit the ball it's you you make a play in the outfield is you like that independence is is key for these children just not knowing mom or dad are going to walk them through everything in life you know that's one thing with this like the way that that you guys are set up here now doing karate is great because before you know i know multiple times you would have to tell my son during class to not turn around and see if i was watching through the window or something you know and now there's that like they literally get out of the car and it's like okay go to class yep. and they're independent from your car to the door they come in they get themselves ready for class they do class they you know they take their stuff off after class and come back to the car and it's that little bit of independence and and me you know not watching over their shoulder which I think I think that helps a lot. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. My daughter took karate like five or six years ago at a, a different place. And how dare you? A different place. Oh man, all right, end it now. Yeah. <laughs> I've got too many lions that over here. Yeah. Start talking out. Yeah. <laughs> but but it was they had a table set up right in the room. Yeah. And the parents were sitting there watching as the kids were doing it, and you know. Kids are turning around and they're looking at the parents because they have an audience. And yep. now here, there's no audience. And it's, you've got to love that, that independence of yeah. knowing, hey, I'm by myself. It probably makes them feel like a big kid, too. Yeah. Do you Absolutely. think you're ever going to bring that back, like allowing parents in? Because I know you have the setup here with the TVs where you can sit and watch the classes and stuff. But I feel like, you know, being a parent on the outside, it helps him, it helps both of them to come in and. You did not have us sitting here waiting for him. It is a double-edged sword because yeah. I would say 50% of our parents are just like you guys. That's yeah. Go. Do your thing. Yeah. We can check the Zoom camera. We can make sure you're paying attention, whatever it may be. Yeah. And then there's others who want to be – need to they, – they, the children don't need them to be in here. They personally need to be in here. And it's kind of like a, a rough like thing. Like I understand you want to see your child. Like you want to see what they're doing. But there's so many times where little Johnny's turning around looking at mom and dad, giving them a thumbs up, and then mom and dad in the window, like, giving thumbs up yeah. back. And, like, defeats the whole kind of purpose of yeah. what you're trying to instill here. So I, I, I'm i torn. I, I would love to bring parents back in. Plus, I like when the parents are on here, they, they kind of have a bond together. They can yeah. sit and talk with each other. They can – they make new friends. They find yeah. out – just like for you two, you yeah. two were sitting in the lobby. You guys are in the same class. Yeah. You find out like, oh, like they they play the same sport or whatever it may be. Now they can go hang out. They, yeah. you, you guys have now a new friendship. They have a new friendship. Yeah. It kind of bonds it that way. And that's like the environment I want. But it's also like I don't – the windows and the TVs are kind of like crammed with parents' faces against them trying yeah. just to get in and bite the bullet there and get in yeah. there. <laughs> it's definitely uh, an interesting situation. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with uh, your uh, podcast wise, um, any like uh, I, I know personally, and I brought him up previously. Uh, we could talk about the great things that like Mr. Sickle is doing or Kevin Sickle. He is over, and I, Mr. Sickle, you better listen to this. <laughs> I, I name dropped you over here. He is doing incredible things. I know he's reached out to me about sponsorships um, for the league and things of that sort. But with the pandemic, we kind of just didn't have the movement for that. But um, He's doing great, great things for the community. Uh, I know you had him on a couple weeks ago. Um, maybe throw some, throw some things out that he's doing that people may not know about. He goes kind of underneath the radar, I think. 
Yeah, uh, Diamond City Sports is what it's called, and uh, what the, they have a website, and I, they're on Facebook with everything. They have youth flag football, adult flag football. Um, what else? There's kickball leagues, wiffle ball leagues. Um, you can help me out here. I know that she's got so many things. No, I was going to say, I think, you, I think you named the 90% of them. I know he's probably got something in his back pocket yeah. working for the next thing. But he's always, I mean, I have a couple of students here who are part of like all his leagues. And what he's doing right now is definitely a game changer in this area. And we've never seen anything like it yet. It is. It's, it's fantastic what he's doing over there in Wilkesbury. And uh, just how he's part of helping kids get active again. And not only that, I mean, he, it's not just kids. He, he's got an adult flag football league. The wiffle ball league is for adults. So it, it's it's great what they're doing there. Props to him for everything that he's doing. Definitely, uh, absolutely. There, Mr. S I still call him Mr. Sickle because I used to go visit Heights okay. to do my assemblies, and I was never Kevin. It was always Mr. Sickle. So uh, I follow my orders there from my mother <laughs> very well. Not that she's not that she's tech savvy enough to listen to this. <laughs> But um, so as you continue to grow with your like outsource, are, uh, could like businesses reach out to you to be kind of, or do you like picking and choosing kind of what you like, uh, who you want and what they're doing kind of thing? I would love for people to reach out to me. Um, it, there might be someone who might not be interested in, you know, maybe they're mic microphone shy or something like that. So if I, I might reach out to someone and they say, oh, I'm not too interested. You know, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm imposing on anyone, you know, so I would rather somebody reach out to me, but um, I do know a lot of people too who I can reach out to myself. Um, but if I don't know you, reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter. It's N-E-P-A-S-P-O-R-T-Z-X-T-R-A. That's the handle for Facebook and Twitter. And uh, Gmail, it's N-E-P-A-Sports-Extra at gmail.com same way so definitely so if you guys any any sports teams sports advocates in this area uh, sports businesses so if you guys want to get involved in this uh this movement of getting these children active socialized and just trying to get back in uh out there or getting your name out there uh dave is awesome uh, I, personally, uh, we've talked a bunch of times outside of classes so I, I, he's a great guy he'll definitely make sure you guys are taken care of um, any other thing you would like to add on here there, Dan? Well, yeah, we're, we're starting a website, uh, like a blog, entering into the blogosphere. I don't know if anybody <laughs> still uses that. Maybe it's 2010-ish, though. I don't know. Uh, but that's going to be launching soon, so we'll, we can get more content out, whether it's you know some kind of youth sport going on or yeah. maybe just an editorial I want to write. I have tons of writing experience. Um, also, we're launching very soon. I don't know when you're publishing this or not, but... Uh, Starting on Monday the 26th, we're going to start a daily on this day in NEPA Sports, where we look back on our Facebook page and look uh, remind everyone of an event that happened on that day previous years. So with covering, uh, before we close out, I was thinking about this while you were talking, with with covering all of you know the NEPA local sports and, and high school sports and things like that, do we have any um, any current like standouts, any schools that are, you know, ranked high within the state, anybody ranked nationally, anything like that going on in the area that you know of? Uh, well, Wyoming Seminary Wrestling yeah. is always obviously really good. Yeah. Uh, ranked top two in, in the country. Yeah. And next, is it next weekend? Yeah, the 
May 2nd and 3rd, I think it mm-hmm. is, Sunday and Monday, the National Prep Wrestling Championship will be at the arena. Okay. So that'll be an opportunity to see Wyoming Seminary going for the National Championship in wrestling. Oh, well. Uh, and normally, you know, they face off against Blair, Blair Academy, who was number one and number two with Sam back and forth. So that's, that's a big event coming up soon there. Uh, otherwise, you know, the, the spring sports are just kind of getting started, so it's hard to look at, you know, see a lot of those things right now. Especially since they missed the whole year. I was going to say, yeah. everyone's get, pretty much getting their feet back wet out in the field and uh, right. really seeing who put that off-season basement training in, right. backyard <laughs> training yeah. in. Yeah. Now, two years ago in, in baseball, there was there was a bunch of teams uh, from District 2, we won the Wyoming Valley Conference, that had a pretty nice showing at States. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if that kind of carries over. Softball was the same way. Uh they're missing some players, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Hazel Tenere is always really good in baseball and softball. Um, Lake Lehman and Holy Redeemer, I think, are going to be decent in both sports. My, my old yeah. alum, Holy Redeemer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was back in the day when uh, Pete Alexis was oh, there. Yeah. So the, the, the giant, the, the gentle giant mm-hmm. out there. With the um, and just uh, one other thing I was thinking of because of your, your knowledge of sports in general here. Do you see any drop in kids signing up for sports because of the national popularity of, like, say, the MLB has low viewership because, you know, they say maybe it's a little boring compared to football or something like that. Like, we're now with the the upstart of these eSport leagues and, and colleges actually putting together. It's like Kings those going out there. Yeah. yeah. So, like, do you see, do you see that affecting – youth sports as far as you know, being able to fill teams going forward? Or do you think that, you know, that they shouldn't really run into any issues and eSports will kind of be in, in addition to that? I think eSports is in addition to it. Yeah. Um, I, my personal opinion on numbers going down is that there's so many other things for yeah. kids to do right now that that is a big factor in numbers going down. That's why you're seeing the Little Leagues merging and uh, numbers going down, whether whatever kind of sports, because there's so many other things going on all at the same uh, time. Yeah. yeah, then you throw in, you know, I don't want, I hate using this word, but some kids just have some laziness, and yeah. you know, they spend hours in front of a screen, especially now. Yeah, you know, they spend hours in front of a screen. I mean, we did it to them now with virtual school. It's right. like, hey, sit here for eight hours, you know? Right. So yeah. you know, right now the numbers might be a little lower than previous years just because they're timid to get out or. Uh, you know, I just, I'd rather just stay home and lost that fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, even even pre-pandemic numbers were going down just because of a lot of other things going on and that possible laziness. Yeah. But uh, it, it's just a bunch of factors, really. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a big thing too with the the sports and the socialization aspect of it because even, um, you know, the first day of baseball, my son walked down the field and saw a kid. He didn't want to go whining and crying the whole way there. He gets there. He doesn't want to leave me and my wife. He wants to hang out by us, doesn't want to go with the team until he saw somebody that he knew from school, and then he went right up. Now he has a friend on the team. He's talking to other kids on the team. He's only been there for two practices, and he loves it. So I think that that's, you know, we have to kind of hold on to youth sports because they need that. That's a way for kids to meet other kids and get used to talking to people face-to-face because you talk to, like, a 21, 22-year-old kid now, they don't even, like, 
like they have a problem like making eye contact and talking to you. It's like a very awkward conversation. People aren't aren't socializing with they used to. You know, everything's through a phone. Yeah. So I think I think youth sports are a big big part of keeping keeping us sane going forward. Absolutely, absolutely. And then kind of the evolution of not decreasing, kind of increasing. Not uh, Snapchat or mm-hmm. Instagram, like seeing it in person, being involved in it, and not yeah. just seeing it through your little iPhone screen or your tablet screen. Yeah, yeah. So before we before we end this, so you said football and baseball were kind of your is that what your favorite? Would you say football, baseball, wrestling? I'll throw All right, that in there. throw that in there. All right. So favorite football team? 49ers. Ooh, oh my right. god. Wow. Yeah. That was not what I was expecting. <laughs> All right. So, are you um, are you a Garoppolo fan or you're not a Garoppolo fan? Uh, okay, so you're mixed, mixed signals. So, so you want Justin Fields in this draft pick? I, I absolutely want Justin Fields. Yes. Fair enough. All right. How about baseball? Phillies. Okay. Right. They, they've been playing some good ball. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was waiting for a Yankees drop. So wow. I was going to throw the jab over here at the Yankees. Yeah. Um, Wrestler, like, do you have a favorite wrestler? Kale Sanderson. Okay. <laughs> Follow suit on that one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I won't mention why, unless you want to. <laughs> My son is named after Kale Sanderson. There you go. So that's kind of, that's, that's, that's that one. Do you have a favorite, I know it's not real wrestling, but still wrestling. Do you watch WWE at all? Uh, not really. Okay, fair um, enough. I, when I was growing up, you know, in the 80s and 90s, you know, I, I watched it. And then I was in college through the NWO years. Okay. So I got back into it then. Then I took maybe 20 years off and kind of watched a little bit. But can't it's not the it. same. No. No, no, not the same at all. The only reason I know anything that's going on with it is because I follow Pat McAfee religiously. So and he's got all his shows and everything now, and he's part of part of the WWE now. So that's the only reason I have any idea of what's actually happening with it or that it even still exists. Yeah. They still make millions and millions of dollars somehow oh it's nuts it's It's insane (laughs) but dave we thank you for coming on today with from remember guys if you want to find him on facebook twitter uh nepa sports extra or you can hit him up on his gmail if you guys want to be involved um remember i'm kyle reed i'm here with chad vale and this is episode four of nepa inspired thank you dave thanks for having me